0: You are listening to an HD Smartcast Original. Welcome to She Diaries, an exclusive podcast series for women entrepreneurs, brought to you by sheatwork.com, a one-stop knowledge hub for women entrepreneurs. This podcast is an HD Smartcast Original and is available on HDsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Through She Diaries, the She at Work team will bring to you meaningful conversations on women empowerment and entrepreneurship, with a view to educate, support and motivate women entrepreneurs around the world.
1: Hello everyone, this is Ruby Sana, founder of SheAtWork.com. Today we have with us Sanjeeva Shivesh, founder of the Entrepreneurship School, which he started in 2013. Shivesh is a former civil servant, strategy consultant, fund manager, and serial entrepreneur. He's also a member of the Entrepreneurship Skills Council of NSDC. Well, Shivesh, thanks for joining us on She Diaries. We hope all aspiring women entrepreneurs will get a lot of advice, a lot of valuable advice from you. So, Shivesh, to begin with, you have been a serial entrepreneur. So, tell us a bit about the entrepreneurship school. About
2: your entire journey so uh, ruby first of all uh, gratitude for uh, inviting me and uh, asking me to speak Uh, look uh, we made very humble beginnings of the entrepreneurship school uh, about seven eight years back and since then we have covered a long way and uh, we have done multiple things uh, working with young nascent uh, startups and helping them build their ventures take them into growth cycle. Few of our uh, startups who have uh, got incubated and worked with us, uh, they have now become big. They have been acquired by large organizations. Uh, That has been the journey. As we were making this journey, we kept on building uh, ventures. There were ideas that kept on coming to us, students would come to us, people would come to us to build new things. And uh, 2016 onward, when uh, Prime Minister Modi launched the Startup India program, since then there has been an acceleration in terms of uh, the volume of startups uh, which is happening. There is a new fearless India which is there, which is more willing to start. And we were part of this journey. We benefited from this journey. Everyone benefited. A new wave, a new ecosystem got created. And today, I think people from all walks of life, all spectrum, they are more keen to move out of conventional roles, jobs, etc. And they want to make their dreams come true. That was the big idea when we started building up the entrepreneurship school. And I really think that uh, we just did it at the right time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true, Shivesh. At that time, nobody could imagine that entrepreneurship will become such a big thing gradually in India as well as globally. So, uh, Shivesh, you've been working with entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, both male and female. Uh, So, basically, in your experience, why do you think that women find it extremely challenging to start out on their own?
2: Right, uh, Ruby, uh, so just to give you the stats, I have worked with more than 200 plus startups which got built through our process. Now, out of those, if I really have to think uh, how many of them were women founders or how many ventures were really women startup, the numbers are very few. And that always kept me uh, to the point that why is it that women are not starting enough? Although I, am, uh, I keep meeting, uh, and through you, you are an example of a women entrepreneur, right? Through you and at various forums, I keep meeting a lot of women entrepreneurs. And I think if I have to really look at why women sort of don't start, right? Or, or why there are few women uh, entrepreneurs. I think that women are still trying to get out of or, or break the mold of a a person who makes a strong career, a woman who's trying to break the mold and to come out of the shackles and to to muster the guts to make the venture of their own. But the real challenge could be threefolds, perhaps. One is called the traditional, the social setup through which you have to break out. And I think that has so far inhibited women from coming out. To my mind, that would be about 75%. The second bit is to do with uh, technology and I don't think it's a major technology challenge because most number of women engineers will be coming out of India and I don't see that as a challenge. A lot of people really think that that could be a challenge and I'm meeting a lot of uh, women who are great at building technologies, right? And the third is to do with uh, I think which is the most critical piece which I call the ecosystem and when I say ecosystem it means a complete set of things which allows women to break out, uh, come out of the shackles and start building up. Now, let me explain what uh, ecosystem could be. Very often people confuse ecosystem with something like are there enough venture capitalists who are supporting women or are there enough bankers who are supporting women it is one part of the ecosystem the other part of ecosystem is all to do with knowledge networks all to do with support systems and all to do with places where women are comfortable coming and then trying out on their own so unless you create Uh, ecosystem where women feel comfortable to move out of their homes and say that this is a safe place, this is a nice place where I can talk freely, I can try it out, I can fail. right? That ecosystem needs to be built and only then i think uh, we can see a breakout in terms of women startups now the problem that i'm saying is not just limited to india it could be a global problem but today i think more and more indian women they are willing to show the guts think of new india right if you look at cbsc class 10th 12th or, or the iits all the toppers today are girls right and when these girls when they move out to the mainstream uh, job markets, mainstream economic uh, uh, cycle of life. I am very convinced that we are going to have a string of successes which are uh, you know which will flood the market. But we need to build the ecosystem because if the ecosystem is not there, even the best girls may feel inhibited. So that's the kind of thing that I uh, really think is, is a challenge that women face today
1: yeah and also the fact that you know entrepreneurship is not a first priority for most parents be it for women or even for men for that matter how many of us tell our kids that you know you be an entrepreneur we tell them to join engineering medical every other professional course so you know do you feel that you know what people say that entrepreneurship, people are born entrepreneurs. You cannot teach anyone to be an entrepreneur. Do you right. feel that it's, you know, mentorship and education really play a critical role in the making of a successful entrepreneur, just like any other profession?
2: Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail, right? So I, I am a firm believer that anything and everything can be taught, right? The whole thing about, is it a DNA thing, it's a gene thing, or is, can it be learned? And I think more and more cases that we see, uh, it is non-DNA, right? So when, when you look at young guys, let's say boys who are breaking out and becoming entrepreneurs, they are coming out of uh, families of school teachers and there were no, uh, call it uh, the conventional mold of a Banya family which was where, uh, you know, uh, there was a time when people said that all Bansals are becoming uh, the entrepreneurs, right? But today there are more and more set of people who are coming out of homes which were not conventionally a business home or a trader's home but when they move out in society they are able to interact with people and that mobility sort of helps when you meet, when you move in society and when you talk with people who 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 could be your friend and he's able to talk business and you are able to discuss business in detail the answers start coming and and that is when I say uh, you know those are the ecosystems that need to flourish we need to Ask the hard question, right? So when we go to school, when we go to colleges, when we go to engineering colleges, when we go to business schools, law schools, any place, right? What is it am I learning here and how I can do things to commercialize the ideas that we have? And today that knowledge has started trickling from complex things in society and and the homes of, uh, let's say, uh, the businessmen into the universities and education ecosystem. And that's the kind of big news, great news that we have. Israel did this about fifteen years back. USA could have done this about twenty years back. India is doing it now, and which means that the next five years is going to be uh, very exciting. Schools, colleges—today uh, I work with school students who are trying things and making their own businesses. They are doing this as a part of school project, and when they start enjoying, they ask the hard question: Can we? build a business out of this and they are able to do this.
1: Yeah, you're right. Building a scalable business. That's what I always tell people. Entrepreneurship is not about just creating a one-person enterprise. It should be a scalable business. Which gives jobs to many. So with all of this, you know, we have had our discussions and She at work and the entrepreneurship school are coming together to start the Art she women's startup program for eight weeks for aspiring women entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs looking at scaling up their enterprises. So if you could give some details about this course, this program that we are planning
2: yeah. So, uh, Ruby, uh, you know, uh, I was super excited again when you uh, bounced this idea of She at Work uh, doing uh, this uh, program, Art Nabharshi uh, Women Startup Program. And uh, see, the the core idea is to partner with She at Work and build an ecosystem where a solid education is or, or knowledge sharing is provided to women, where. You know, the nuts and bolts of building a business is shared, right? And, uh, you know, if you build the right uh, nuts and bolts into a program, where it becomes easy for a person who is attending to to say that, okay, today I learned this and I can go ahead tomorrow and start applying this in building my own venture. So the program structure that we have finalized, it's a two-month program, eight weeks, twice a week we meet, and there are 16 sessions and every session leads to some sort of task to be done such that in an 8-week program in a progressive manner, every person who is attending the program, she is able to build it up and, and then put it uh, into a venture which works. So at the end of 8 weeks, we would really want to see a working venture coming out of At Barshi program.
1: I really hope uh, more and more women, not just from the bigger cities, but from the smaller cities uh, where, where you have so yeah. many brilliant women, with so many good ideas. They actually come forward because uh, I myself had started off as an entrepreneur, you know, accidentally. And the biggest challenge I faced was, you know, just the basic nitty gritties that how do I start my venture? Should it be an LLP? Should it be a partnership? Should it be a company? What are the formalities? How do you get funding? So these sort of issues... These can really be ironed out with some sort of a basic training module to start with and then people can go forward and take more of mentorship going forward.
2: Can I just add, Ruby, yeah, uh, yeah. just to just to, uh, to build upon the point that you were saying. So, uh, look, when I go back to my childhood days or, or all my days of growing up uh, with my aunts and sisters and uh, nieces, and cousins, and uh, let's say all the girls who were part of uh, family and extended family, I really thought that every time, every girl, every woman, they have a dream. They had a dream of building a business, right? It's just that uh, they didn't know what to do with this, what to do with the idea they had. Now, through Atmanir our goal is to, help every woman who has a dream to build a venture in a systematic manner and the program runs through uh, helping women uh, get out or become more fearless than to start pitching an idea uh, and through those idea pitches we work to co-build and make the ideas better we help them build the right products and services which can be uh, sold at the marketplaces. We help them with the right pricing strategies, the right business model design, which is critical, uh, packaging, promotions, building up the right team. So this is uh, in just the program structure. And during the whole course, all the women who are doing the program, they will end up making their own business plan. And the program ends with a capstone uh, investor pitch. So at the end of eighth week, we bring in few investors, and to those investors, all the uh, girls, ladies, women, whoever is doing the program, they will make a, a pitch, and and that ecosystem needs to flourish. That's it's a one small step that we are uh, making uh, through uh, She at Work, uh, Arun Murthy, women entrepreneurship program.
1: Yeah, I really hope that it achieves the desired results. Uh, so Shivish. Um, Just a few more things, you know, you've worked with so many entrepreneurs, you've left a successful career, a bureaucratic career, which is a dream for most of us in India, to become an entrepreneur. So what are your tips for an aspiring entrepreneur? You know, what are the top few things that they need to remember, especially women, if they are planning to start their entrepreneurship venture?
2: Right. Uh, I think the tips are the same, whether it is a man or a woman, right? It does not change. And the first tip is... Look, it's not an easy journey, which means that it requires greater determination. We need to be prepared to pursue the dream for the longer haul. So that's uh, tip number one. Tip number two uh, is about uh, keep trying and failing, right? So so this is uh, actually very hard and uh, it's very important to know this. When I say trying and failing, entrepreneurship is all about experimentation. You do things. And chances are, when you take that thing to the marketplace, it might not work. Now, because we have grown up in a society where uh, the price of failure is very high, where everyone tells us to keep succeeding, not fail. And entrepreneurship is a journey where failure is inevitable. Uh, our ability to handle failure is very low. So what's the lesson? The lesson is, can we, when we do things and when, when let's say, when the glass breaks, can we still Uh, be confident, clean up all the grass clean up the mess and then start building up the next glass, right? So that's uh, the journey of entrepreneurship so it's a journey of trial and error Uh, don't be shy of failure forget what other people have to say, keep doing, keep following the passion that you had, keep doing all the, the grand dream that you had and I think women are epitome of this in society, they know how to follow their passion, they know how to follow their dream they don't give up, it's just that Uh, we need the support system in place to make it happen.
1: You're right. You're right. Uh, So, in in fact, I feel for women, entrepreneurship is a better option because you're not bound by a fixed time. You don't have to rush to office at 9 and leave at 6. You can work according to your schedules, according to your flexibility if you're an entrepreneur. You're your own master. So, you know, this year has been a watershed year in many aspects so do you feel amidst the pandemic when people are losing jobs I keep on telling people that you know then an entrepreneur is the last person to lose his job so uh, do you feel that uh, with this entire work from home thing coming into place do you yeah. feel more and more women will be encouraged to come into entrepreneurship I mean what's your That's view
2: tricky uh, question Rui, because uh, as I see uh, what has happened uh, look all of us know what has happened most people almost all of us we are trapped in homes right Uh, earlier in society we were moving out going to offices doing our work now once you are trapped at home which means that uh, uh, the share of work at home has to be shared between all the members of the home this is the most ideal uh, scenario Uh, as long as that happens i'm very convinced that more women would be coming out uh, and building up ventures if that does not happen at homes there are challenges right which means that if everyone is at home and uh, there's only one person and let's say uh, it's a she and she has to do all the work uh, the time available to do uh, to to do anything goes down and that could be in my mind it could be a concern but i also see work from home as a great opportunity for uh, women let us say because everyone is spending time at home most people more time is being spent at home people are uh, looking at things people are looking at newer ways of doing things Uh, digitization is happening Uh, you, you can Start doing things without the hassle of traveling. A lot of time is getting saved. Uh, And all the, you know, uh, useless time which was there traveling and all that, uh, it's getting saved. And if people can find ways to make best use of those times and those new opportunities, perhaps it could be, uh, I'm very sure that it's going to usher a golden era of entrepreneurship. The next three years, four years is going to be another wave of uh, super entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. Great, great. That's a very positive thought. And you were talking about opportunities, uh, Shivesh. So, uh, what are some of the sectors? You know, the upcoming sectors that you see for women entrepreneurs in 2021 and going forward.
2: Right. So, uh, clearly, if you look at what has happened, uh, what has ha- we all of us uh, we are doing this uh, our meeting through a digital tool, right? And so, uh, digital tools, digital interfaces, uh, call it the hardware. Uh, Wi-Fi, telecom, all those things are going to play a pivotal role. Internet is going to play a pivotal role going forward. That has got accelerated. And come to think of it, internet, digital tools, etc. Is it available in the larger, call it Bharat, right? So India, it is available. Are these tools, hardware, systems, processors available in Bharat? And the big answer is no. If the answer is no, which means that there's a larger opportunity to be tapped And everyone, everyone in society is going to work to achieve that end, whether it is government, whether it's private sector, whether it's entrepreneur, everyone has to work to achieve to those ends. Now, what are the opportunities in that sense? Look at education, right? Right. Uh, let's consider that I am fortunate. I live in Gurgaon, My son goes to school. Uh, he and she, everyone has access to computers, mobile phones, etc. But what is happening again? Let's say in a small village in the outskirts of Muradabad, right? There's a farmer's son or daughter, and the school is not working because of COVID, and they do not have access to smartphone. So how is the teaching happening, right? So. I think in the next year, the smartphones are going to be reaching out to most of the homes in the country. Now, if these smartphones reach most of the homes of the country, then these smartphones need to be flooded with education programs. Who are going to run those education programs, right? So there could be the big guys like Baiju's and there could be 10,000 smaller people like us they could be sitting at homes and running a education programs someone could be teaching geography for class 9 someone could be doing math for class 7th someone could be doing sanskrit for class 4th and someone could be doing history for something and biology for something so so i think the big education technology opportunity on services side is here to to open up in a in a huge way right so anyone and everyone can benefit from it, whether it's a man or woman. And considering that today more women are doing well, they have been educated well, they have gone through good schooling and all. I see more women getting into entrepreneurship, especially in the ed tech space. Think in terms of of e-commerce, think in terms of any other digital spaces, I see a lot of opportunity uh, going forward, right? The gist of this is uh, what COVID brought in was a big, Economic disaster, people got trapped in homes, but it also brought in opportunity. Education, as I said, is an opportunity. Healthcare has become a priority that has become an opportunity. Digital security has become an opportunity. Home decor and fashion has become an opportunity. So I'll explain why home decor. Today, you and me, all of us are spending more time at home, which means that we are able to get time to see how I can make my home a better place. Uh, Until yesterday, until uh, until March 2020, I would be spending only in my full daytime, exclude the sleeping hours, I'd be spending only about four hours at my home or five hours at my home. But post-COVID, I'm spending, uh, other than sleeping, I'm spending about eight or nine or ten additional hours at home, which means that I want my place to appear better. I am looking at all the things to decorate homes. I am looking at all the fashion, home decoration, interiors, everything to look, uh, you know. So those are the opportunities which are there. And I think uh, these opportunities can be collectively exploited by women as groups. Right, And at one end, people said that globalization was an opportunity. Today, I think localization and community becomes a great opportunity and women are best placed to exploit these opportunities.
1: Great Shivish, you know, on that positive note, I'm uh, reminded of a quote by Kiran Mazumdar Shaw, wherein she says, I really believe that entrepreneurship is about being able to face failure, manage failure and succeed after failing. So for women, this is especially important that, you know, they shouldn't be afraid of failing. They shouldn't let others dissuade them when they fail. So thanks a lot, Shivesh, for the time. And thanks a lot for your valuable thoughts.
2: Thank you very much.
0: If you would like to feature on She Diaries, you can write to us at info at for more related content, visit our website, sheatwork.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. To give us your feedback, reach out to us at HD Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nae nazariye This was an HD Smartcast original.
1: HT Smartcast